Hello and happy holidays. This one you are going to love. I'm going to get you some more and energy and clarity back because I'm going to share the surprising secret to the answer. That's right, the answer to your next big question in life. Now, this episode is inspired by Pat Wells, who is the founder of Starter Story. Starter Story is like a a database of case studies of entrepreneurs who have built like 100 billion pound businesses or whatever. Um, you know, all of those unrelatable numbers that look so miles off when you're when you're in your early days of your entrepreneurship journey. And the reason I wanted to share it is because he talked about having a couple of businesses on the go and being so overwhelmed, not getting anywhere, still living at home with his parents. So not a not a great story at the age of 29 or something. And, um, you know, I, I get you if you're in this situation, I get the pressure that you're probably feeling. Um, I'm a little bit older than that. I'm in my 40s now. Oh God, I'm in my 40s now. And um, I've not lived with my parents for a long time. In fact, I was probably one of the lucky ones in that I managed to buy a house before the massive boom. When I, I bought a house in 2002. So yeah, I bought it before the boom. I, I've actually benefited from the boom. I'm not going to lie to you. But I get the stress. But here's what I did is, is I got a job and I got stuck in a job. And then I had the whole, do you follow your career? Because that's guaranteed income and it looks like I'm doing well. I'm a high achiever and I might get a bonus and I might get a pay rise. Da, 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 da. It's all very certain, you know, certain career path in IT. Although not so much now with Spotify announcing redundancies in the tech sector and LinkedIn having already announced, you know, done redundancies. Like I'm not sure about the future of any job. And I know lots of people who work in tech who are now very worried about it because, you know, AI is taking over the world, all that kind of stuff, but also just because of the way things are, which is why I love this show, because I'm hoping it is inspiring you to think independently about creating your own entrepreneurial journey, your own freedom away from whatever your paid work is. Back to Pat's story, back to the story. Right, Pat Wells. So he's in this conundrum, he's overwhelmed. You probably feel it too sometimes, what do I do? I need to do this and I need to do this and I'm getting advice and every mastermind call or business course you go on or event you show up at or networking event, everybody's crushing it, doing a million things. They've got five employees, VAs coming out their ears, you know, and it just feels, it seems easy for them to be crushing these targets. It seems like it's just happening so much easier for them. And Pat Wells was feeling exactly the same. And obviously he's got this pressure of the fact that you know, against all normal checklist of I should have had my own house by now and I should have had kids or got married or whatever. You know, all these horrible checklist items that we have in our lives, the expectations, the societal norms makes us feel that we're not performing well enough. When the reality is you are just perfect as you are. If I I could let anything land this podcast episode is that you are perfect exactly as you are. Whatever your situation is, whether you live with mum and dad, whether you have kids, don't have kids, whether you've got married, not got married, it doesn't matter. None of this stuff matters. You don't need a job title to define you like I had for years. That became my label that defined me. And when I didn't have a good one, I was like, I felt crap. When I had a good one, I felt better. And you know that whole markmanship, better than everyone else? Oh, it's always horrid, horrid. So Pat Wells is in this dilemma, like most of us, where you're going, what next? I just can't see a way out forward to progress to work towards my goal. But everybody else seems to be getting it. And everybody's telling me I should be doing more of everything. 
If you've had a recent call with your business coach, if you have been investing in something, building a business, showing up to any networking event, you feel this. I, I know you feel this. I've, I have felt this so many times. I am only, you know, recently, I get in this all the time. You do because you have your idea, you work towards something and then you course correct, you reevaluate, you have a conflicting goal. I talked about these last week. If you haven't checked out the episode on conflicting goals and you feel like you're pulled in two different directions, go and listen to that episode. So here's what he did. He went for a drive and he just went. I mean, he ha- he couldn't afford a fancy condo on the beach, as he calls it, because he's American. You know, we can't all afford to go to Florida, Barbados, you know, have a, 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 a spa break. Oh, that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? A spa break in Malta, please. I order one for two weeks away from the kids and, and everything to just decompress. I can't do that. I can't get... Somebody told me to go to Plum Village once and meditate for a week and I'll feel a lot better. I was like, I cannot leave for a week. So here's what he did. He just drove because he didn't have any money. Things weren't going well. He just got in his car, went driving for miles and miles and miles, thousands of miles, it turned out. I mean, he must have had a really big tank of gas, as the Americans would say. But here's what happened metaphorically on that journey. In the first mile, few hundred miles, or few miles, in fact, you know, the thought process goes, I just need to work harder. I just need to do more. And I want you to remember this because this is a game changer. Once you understand and appreciate this, you will stop filling all your time with work. Time will expand to fill the time. Sorry, work will expand, not time. Work will expand to fill the time you give it. This is another reason why I hate the nine to five. Because I used to sit and watch people who had basically dragged on a tiny piece of work from after lunch, about 3 p.m. when they'd had enough, three till five. They'd just drag it on. It didn't need to fill that length of time, but they got no motivation to do anything else because they'd worked solidly in the morning and that was it. You know, it's like people just crash and burn in the day. They're like, um, you know, the sugar drop happens, the, the lunch carb thing happens where people feel sleepy and you'd watch, you'd watch people just do nothing for two hours or, or get very little done. And that's kind of what happens. You know, if you say you have to work so many hours, well, that's fine. But in their mental capacity... And in their ability, and also as humans with our energy, we can only do so much. So, you know, if I say it's going to take me, you know, I'm going to do three hours tonight on a social media post or something, I will fill three hours. I might spend most of that clicking around the internet or or on chat GPT asking funny questions. That's not productive. Let's be honest. So remember that work expands to fill your time and you will decompress that time and go, well, it's got to be done in one then, hasn't it? So, he starts by going, right, I've got to work harder. And we all do this. I bet now, if you just, you know, walk outside, go to have your lunch, you're like, got to get myself out of this. Right, I need to be working harder. I'm not working hard enough. Right. As time goes on, you've set some distance between you and the problem. You get into the new realm, which is, okay, all right, then I can't do it on my own. I can't work harder and do more. I know I'll buy a new course. Oh, come on. How many of us have sat on social media and been sold an Instagram course, a Facebook course, a LinkedIn course, or just a course in learning everything? You know, a new course or a new strategy or I need a new business coach or I'm going to ring my business coach and I'm just going to offload on them and tell them, let them tell me the answers because they must know the answer for me when coaching doesn't actually work like that. This is the problem. Yeah, so the idea then is spend. You get your credit card out. You're like, I know, this will solve my problem because the ad has spoken to your problem and it's promised it can solve your problem. So we're now going to buy that solution. Our marketing works so well. I mean, I've lost count of the number of courses I've got ownership to that I have not actually completed, embarrassingly, she says, having been a course creator myself. 
but it's true. You know, digital courses on demand sounds easy. I commit, I commit at the time I want it to solve my problem, but can I then commit to the 15 hours of videos you've recorded? And geez, Rob Moore, you've got long videos on yours. Like, no, maybe not. So we keep driving, we keep distancing ourselves from a problem. And as he zooms out, he gets the bigger picture. Don't we all get the bigger picture? The further away we are from the problem. Maybe it's that summer holiday. You know, in the summer holidays, I was like, I know what my problem's been. Overwhelmed, doing too many things, jumping in different directions, need to read 10x again. You know, I'd done that. But you've got to zoom out to see the big picture. Because in the early days, we are just stuck in what Tony Robbins would say is the tyranny of how. Like, how do I do it? I don't know how to do it. How do I get the answers to this? And when you're stuck in that, you're just like, need to learn more, need to do more, do more, buy more, learn more, spend more money, throw more at it. What does somebody say? Throw as much mud at the wall and some of it will stick. Throw much spaghetti at the wall and some of it will stick. My God, it's like when I get on on some of the sessions to talk about, you know, promotion for the podcast, it's like scattergun approach, post it everywhere because I've got nothing better to do but just throw spaghetti at the wall in the hope that somebody might click on it and listen. I mean, this is ridiculous. We've got to be a lot more strategic with these things. But in the early days, that's how we are. So zoom out, big picture, get away from the tyranny of how. Okay, let's stop thinking of the hows and let's start getting a bit more pragmatic here. And here's another quote for you that will really help. Um, I think it's Einstein said this, that you can't solve a problem. I'm paraphrasing in, in my language. You can't solve a problem in the mind that created it. So your mind has created all these problems. It's told you you're overwhelmed. There's too much to do. You're not getting anywhere. These things aren't working. That thing's not working. Your mind's having this constant conversation and you need to quieten down that conscious mind to let the subconscious mind drift in and open the box and open the windows and open the blinds and see in that blue sky up there that is massive and the universe is enormous that you're a speck here but you can just take the energy from all of that field above you and go the answers are here somewhere the answers are out here somewhere and that's when you start to expand you observe what's going on from an outside perspective looking in which is what other people are doing. So when you get other people's advice, you're like, yeah, that's, why didn't I think of that? But the problem is that's their perspective on what you're doing and how you're doing it and why you want to do it and what direction you're heading in. So you can't take it straight away and just implement it because it doesn't work for you. It's their world, their perspective, their viewpoint in your framework. And that's not you. So you need to answer the questions. You need to take all that. You need to synthesize it. And the first things we got to think about when we get to this point is, like Pat thought of, what do I drop? What's the first thing I've got to drop? Well, I've got a distraction over here. I've got a class that I go to that I help out in that doesn't earn me any money. Or I've got um, some volunteer work I do. One of the things I had to drop very early on in starting my business was I, um, I used to do women in data meetups. So I would organize guest speakers, we would do stuff, I would do the advertising for it on LinkedIn. And I had to drop it because I felt guilty about this. I'd committed to do it. So a year later to then say, I'm not going to be involved anymore, knowing that that wasn't what they wanted. They wanted me to be more involved. But I had to do it because it was a distraction. And it was one of the things that I couldn't justify spending the time and energy on. I was having another child. 
we've got visa plans, we've got the property work going on and my business and podcast. There was too much going on at that time. So I want you to have a real think about what you're holding on to that's just taking you time, energy and commitment, drawing from you. But right now you need to put on hold or you need to drop. And I I do this every year, every Christmas, every New Year time, every goal setting time. What am I going to drop to make room for the new stuff? Because otherwise what we do is we say, I need the, I have this goal. These are the actions I've got to do. These are the habits I've got to introduce. I'm going to do it every single day. I didn't take anything away. Nothing is going to fit into a full schedule. Take some stuff away. Take some stuff away. What do you need to take control of? What's the thing you've just let slide? Is it your content? Is it your focus? Is it your commitment to writing that book? Is it your money? You need to invest some. You need to do some calculations. You need to work out how you can make it work harder for you. You need to, you said you'd do some passive income and you've not really managed to figure out how to do it. Is it that you kept saying you'd invest some every month and you haven't done it? I know I'm dwelling a little bit on the money thing here. I think it's because it's quite high, high focus for us at the moment is that whole passive income generation. What do you need to take control of? The time you're putting in in your nine to five, the time they're putting in one-to-one work. Is it actually spilling over far beyond those sessions? Are you spending so much time outside of those sessions that it's no longer profitable because your time exchange for money is now too cheap? Is it that you've got a membership and you're having to do so much manual preparation of extra things that are not even being consumed by the people in the membership? In which case you need to ask them, what do you really want? What are the things you use most in this membership? Because the other stuff you could just ditch. You don't have to do anymore. Take control and consider what you can drop. Then lean in to what you can do. All right. With a more focused mind, with a clear goal, with really being honest about which one of my goals that I'm in pursuit of is the one that's likely to work, that suits my skills the most, that is part of my long-term plan and vision. When you lean into just that and nothing else, everything else is a distraction. I remember once reading about Warren Buffett had this like um, intern that came into him and he said, I was asked by Warren to like write down all my goals and I had like four pages of goals. It's like, yeah, I've got loads of goals. <laughs> Ditto, I'm like that, four pages of goals, I could just keep going forever. And he took it in and Warren was like, right, now just tell me your top three. Just circle the top three. So he circled the top three and he said, right, everything else you avoid at all costs. Those other little goals, they're a distraction from what you should be doing. They'll stop you from getting those big three. I don't even think you can focus on, well, can you focus on three? I guess it depends if they're in different areas of your life. For example, what are my three at the minute? So family is a massive one. I've got massive goals with the kids and um, we're developing some relationship stuff going on and wellness and meditation and stuff. I've got massive health goals. So I signed up with a PT. I got a nutritionist. I'm working hard on that. And then we've got the business side of things, the property side of things. So yeah, I suppose you can. So long as they're, they're in different areas and they don't conflict And I talked about conflicting goals last week, like I said. So the surprising secret to the answer to your next big question, how you get energy and clarity back, is to take a week off. And I feel like this timing of this episode is perfect because that's exactly what you you should do over Christmas and New Year. You take that week off, you create distance between yourself and the problem. Not to like forget about it altogether, not to but not to dwell on it, not to make it ruin your Christmas and your new year, however you celebrate it. But to give you that space 
to zoom out, to expand. And on day one, yes, you will sit and think I need to work harder and you'll probably want to get your phone out and start posting on social media. Remember, nobody else is on there. Well, maybe the people that are sat in the armchair at their auntie's house or the grand's house bored. Yes, but <laughs> or the dads are trying to avoid the kids who are asking them to put their games together for Christmas or something, the new toy. But really, day one, let, let it go. You know you're going to feel guilty. I need to work hard, I need to do more. Work expands to fill the time, but I'm just going to give it loads more time and loads more hustle. Day two, you're going to want to spend loads of money and you're probably going to see a shed load of offers on. Before the end of the year, you can buy all my course bundles for 99 quid. You know, literally loads of people are doing that in the business space. Day three, you might start to zoom out, see the big picture, look around at what matters. Remember your values, look at the kids, look at your family, look at where you want to be in life. Maybe you want to emigrate, maybe you want to do something else. And those things will really resonate with you. Day four, you're really starting to think of the big picture. You're thinking, I'm going to drop this and I'm going to drop that, but I'm going to keep going with this. Remember, quitting is a big decision. I did an episode on should you quit, asking those vital questions. We do quit too early. We, we get in the, you know, this, the, the valley of doom, as they call it. But the reality is there are, it's a very brave decision to quit on something that's not working and to take a new approach or do something else. And you should do that. Don't feel that because you feel like you're quitting, that you shouldn't. If it's the right decision, lean into that big picture to think, it's not actually working. Why is it not working? What do you want to take control of? You'll start to take control. You'll start to feel calmer. You'll start to feel more in control simply by taking this self-care, the personal responsibility to do what is necessary without worrying about it. You'll ask yourself, okay, well, what can I do? And you'll lean into it. That's the surprising secret. As inspired by Pat Wells, thank you, Pat. Take a week off. Make it count. Reflect hard. Give yourself a blooming big pat on the back. Because this journey, it's not easy. Not easy for anybody. But you're a superstar and you'll get there in the end. And in the meantime, let's learn to fall in love with the process. I'm going to share my last quote. I've been like on fire with quotes today, haven't I? I read this recently and it sort of, it, this might hit a nerve because we're also goal, 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 but I must enjoy now. Goal, 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 but I must enjoy now and I must be feel appreciative and gratitude and all of those things. My final quote for you to leave you with is, when we focus too much on the goal and forget to lean into the process, that's when we get stressed. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to learn to love this whole process of building financial freedom, knowing that I'm heading in the right direction, that you that we're on this journey together. And every day we're getting wiser, we're becoming a better self and getting more self-aware about what it is we actually want. Because maybe you spent the last year or two doing something you didn't want to do. And now you're like, okay, let's start to do a little bit more in the direction you want to head in. Take care, have a fantastic Christmas and New Year and I will speak to you again very soon. Bye. Congratulations for showing up and being one of the 8% that actually turn their dreams into reality. I appreciate you for listening and I am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes underneath. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review. And remember, you are incredible. And if you dream it, you can achieve it. Oh,